This episode is brought to you by Truth Table. Pre-order Truth Table, Black women's musings on life, love, and liberation at truthstable.com. And Penguin Young Readers, publishers of children's books for all readers. Our mission is to ignite a universal passion for reading by creating books for everyone. Visit penguinrandomhouse.com. And InterVarsity Press, whose vision is to catalyze redemption, restoration, and revival in our divided and broken world. Follow IVP on Twitter at IV Press and visit IVP's website at www.ivpress.com. Hey y'all, welcome to Truth Table, Midwives and Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. I'm Michelle. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, sisters. How y'all doing? Well, well. I don't know if y'all can hear the sirens <laughs> behind me, but some really loud. <laughs> sirens. As I learned in my household, whenever you hear sirens, you're always like, Lord bless whoever they're going to get and whoever just... Please. Protect and heal on on both sides, all sides, all the things. All Amen. <laughs> all the things, all the things. Well, hey, the block is hot. The block is hot. <laughs> well, well with a siren. Well, well with a siren. <laughs> it's appropriate because we do have a wee wee wee. I mean, oh wow, well, that's a segue. Wow. <laughs> what is it? I've been we've been at this table for years now. You know, uh, we, we, I can do a little segue right now. <laughs> no, hey, we, hey, we, we, we got announcement, y'all. We wrote a book. We wrote a book. Yes. If you don't already, if you don't already know, <laughs> if you don't already know, we wrote a book, y'all. It's so freshly written that we don't even have the cover yet. Okay, but it's coming. Yeah, but, by, and, but by the time you hear this, yes, there shall be. There shall be a cover, okay? We're 92% there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost there. So stretch your hands toward us and toward our illustrator. Um, we're excited to reveal that cover to y'all. But yeah, we wrote a book. We wrote a book. What's the, the title of our book, Michelle or Christina? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was sitting here thinking like, Lord, my memory is so bad, Michelle. Michelle, go, Michelle. Michelle, you know song lyrics, everything. Go. <laughs> Bible well, verses before. Hopefully, we can all commit to memory the title "Truth's Table," because um, that is the main title of the book. That's right. That's right. That's and right. And then, and then, and then, uh, Black women's musings on life, love, and yes. liberation. Liberation. That's you right. Know people that's are just right. gonna call it the truth table, but that's okay. But it's- <laughs> they really are. we already know. That's all that's right. Fine. As we are gonna do, obviously. <laughs> oh my god, y'all! So, like, how how did this come to be? Wow. Um, behind the book. Yeah, we're doing our own behind the book on us. <laughs> our own behind the book. Like exactly. an Inception episode. It's weird. It's weird. It's like wait. Yes, <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to think about like all like I, I don't you know what I'm going to I'm going to pull on y'all to give like the actual dominoes that fell. I can speak to like what I think was in the ecosystem. So, yes, yes. For we've had people who on who have asked us on individual levels. And I think all of us have written and we've been approached and worked with publishers um, solo in the past. And we've had people who are kind of truth table people <laughs> that are like, Hey, y'all should write a book. Or when someone else's book comes out, they're like, but where's your book? I need your book. Get it together. Right. So we've, we've heard, we've heard that from people in a really kind way. So thank y'all to those people. Um, and then, so that's one thing that was in the, the kind of the 
in the ecosystem. And then, you know, COVID, y'all. I mean, I think COVID caused a lot of people to think about different kinds of projects. That's true. Um, and I think initially people thought they were going to have time. <laughs> we didn't really know what a lockdown, lockdown was going to do. We were like, I think I can create some things. I'm going yeah, to, you know, pick true. up a basket weaving and I'm going to make a quilt, you know, and I think I'm going to write a book. You know, I, I think that some of that was in people's ecosystems too. Yeah. That obviously we learned like, no, we're, this is going to be traumatizing. So anyway, that's, <laughs> and, and it's hard. And to do things, get harder, we're going to require you to do everything two times faster. Yes. <laughs> and vir- virtual meetings are the devil. Yes. Yeah, all that. <laughs> all that. So that's, that's my backstory. But uh, yeah, either one of you, do y'all remember some of the specificity, some of the meat on the bones about how this came to be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how about you? Do you remember? I feel like there was um, just a lot of different encouragement for each of us to do something in the publishing world, you know, to make sure our projects were going out. Um, and it sort of came to be that, I mean, especially concerning time, it's a difference between 10 chapters, 12 chapters, and four chapters, uh, <laughs> and what you already know about. So I know there's a lot of research that goes into a good amount of writing and truth table episodes themselves provided us with a lot of research mm-hmm. for, um, you know, the things that we were doing. I like that the book is structured in these three organized segments because talk about that. Talk about that. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. You can use on, you know, as we do use on personal life, professional life and spiritual life, mm-hmm. church life mm-hmm. and uh, relationships. You can use on all kinds of things. And they really fall under these headings, um, which I feel mostly that, you know, the word love alone is a pretty massive heading. (laughs) Absolutely. But to pair it or to kind of trio it with with life and with liberation, um, Mm -hmm. it gave us a lot of space to be ourselves in a book. Um, And so I think Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. I would talk about the real core history of the book coming together, it was you know, three black women deciding it's possible to just be yourself on a page. And that is a little bit of a legacy that we're carrying on from all the other black writers that we respect already. Yes. Yeah. yeah, It was a great experience. That's good. I'm so glad you lifted up the the structure of the book because I, I guess, and we can get to this later about like even how the t- the title came to be because we were we we're trying to figure that out, and uh, it almost kind of was reminiscent of how did we come up with Truth Tables title, you know? <laughs> I I know how. <laughs> there you go, exactly. And so yeah, so we're going to get to that. But um, if I had to think about the origin story for the book, um, of course we had been approached by a couple of um, I would say editors uh, from different uh, publications. Uh, um, that wanted us to write a book. And at the time, it just, the timing wasn't right. This was pre-pandemic. It just, things were just hectic and busy. We were traveling a lot because this was before um, the painting. The before times. Yeah, yeah, the land before times. (laughs) (laughs) The land before times. You know, so we were, you know, individually, collectively, we were traveling a lot, just didn't have a lot of margin. Not that we had margin in the pandemic either, but we were more stationary, if you will. Um, And so it just, the timing just wasn't right. The money probably wasn't right. It just wasn't the right fit for the um, publishing house. Cause I mean, you you do have to factor that in when you have three people, right? And people ain't, well, let me just say, these black women ain't balling. 
in the publishing world. Let's just say that. So we had to have something that was going to be decent enough for us to say no to other things and to say yes to this project so we could make concentrated time to write this project. So um, initially, mm-hmm. how this one, this train track started really uh, moving, I would say this train started moving was um, our um, editor, our now editor, Ashley Hong, reached out to me back in April, I want to say it was 2019, 2018, about... Um, me writing a book. And so that hasn't happened yet <laughs> because all of the other things. <laughs> but, that is, but that is a 2022 priority. That is it is a priority <laughs> literally on my calendar. <laughs> so pray for a sister. But she approached me about writing a book. <laughs> but I think she also kicked out the idea of Truth Table writing a book. She she listens to Truth Table. She has listened to mm-hmm. Truth Table for years and thought it would be good for us to write a book. And we, you know, and people had thrown that out to us before. And so I, you know, I talked to um, MNC about it. What do y'all think? And, you know, and we just started getting the train moving, getting our agent, shout out to Chris Park. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. And then we, we, we struck a deal in um, summer 2020, I believe is what it was, is when we struck that deal, I believe, I think. Wow. Good memory. Listen, so summer 2020 is when we struck that deal. <laughs> and yeah, and then we just, and then we wrote like crazy under a very short timeline. <laughs> I'm not sure how or why that happened, but we got it done. <laughs> Grace, four chapters, each of us. Um, and yeah, I love the structure <laughs> of the book. I love um, the chapters that are in it. I love the content. I think as much as y'all love the cover, because I'm already believing that y'all going to love the cover. It's the content. It's the table <laughs> of contents for me and the content. I think that um, we really poured, you know, our heart and souls. So we're talking about stuff we haven't talked about or haven't gone into great detail um, about in that book. And I don't know. I just think it's a, uh, I, I believe it's a rich offering, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. What, do y'all agree? Well, this is <laughs> Indeed, indeed. No, I I think uh, what is interesting about it is that, so there are people who are like diehard True Stable listeners. And I think when you listen, it's like a TV show, like when you know how recently, um, recently Betty White passed, right? And then people were acting like they knew Betty White personally, like Betty White was a long lost white grandma yeah, or whatever. And, yeah, you know, black community hard. <laughs> It did. Black people. I don't know if white people were as toe up. I was black literally thinking about her home during this morning. Like, I wonder how that. <laughs> no, it's like Mother Betty White. Like she's <laughs> digging as Betty White. But anyway, uh, that's because you know we we feel like we we like we knew her and people. I I on a much smaller scale, right? I think that they feel like they know us. Yes. Yes. I think they do, and we know to what extent that's not true. <laughs> no, or they they only know pieces or whatever. Absolutely. And I think that the book. Um, and I, and I think when authors choose to not just give you their creativity or their time through what they write, but also give you some of their story, that's a gift. They don't have to do that. Now, some people, that's that's the street that they live on. They're always like, they pull things back to their narrative, their own story. And I don't, I mean, if it's working for them, go for it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a gift. Mm-hmm. I think it's a gift when because people don't have to give you Amen. those pieces yeah. of themselves. And I think we all have different layers of, of privacy in our own lives. Um and things that we value. And I and I think there is, to some extent, some disclosures of that we, we opened up a bit more about our own stories. And our, and our stories are never individual stories. Like, I don't have a, I don't have a single Christina story because um, we're interconnected to other right. people. So when I choose to tell a story about me, you know, 
what enters into that page necessarily are, are other people and other experiences, Absolutely. right? And so, again, that, that's what makes it risky work. And so I think people have gotten that from this book. They will see us taking some of the, those, you know, in some extent risks, but also this gift, like this offering of more of who we are, more of our stories. And yet at the same time, we still have stories that we're like, mm, that's my business, you know, and I think... Right. <laughs> If, if you really know us, then you, you would pick up that we do have stories that we like, that's our business. Like, you know, and, and I think that's reasonable and healthy. Yeah, because we can ask so much of, we can, you know, the, the society can ask so much of black women. Come on. And so when we do decide to give or put something on paper, um, you know, and we did that on our own terms and in our own way. And so I just have a lot of respect for each, for, for you, for both of you. Um, cause I, cause I've read what you've written, um, for what, for what you were willing to share and put out into the world. Cause really it's, it's your business, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think you offered it as a gift to other people. Mm-hmm. So kudos to y'all and y'all chaffed us. <laughs> mm, there was, and what do you have to say about just kind of like what you offered up? Not specifically we want the people got to buy the book. The people got to buy the book. And a commer- thank, a thank you, E, the capitalist. <laughs> Coming. The commercial rate is coming. Your opportunity is coming. But, you better market. You better market. But I mean, yeah, Michelle, on that note, just about, you know, uh, about offering, you know, a, a piece of yourself, you know, uh, to um, our audience, by or even to a new audience, right? Because writing a book is going to open us up to a whole nother you know, audience that maybe we hadn't anticipated. So, I mean, just, yeah, just, can you talk about, yeah, what that meant to open yourself up, how you decided what you was going to share, what you wanted well, Yeah, and your your story, or if you, if you want to throw us in there oh, too, you yeah, can, you can. whatever you want to say. <laughs> yeah, I love how he was like, no spoilers, you know, no spoilers. you got to try the book still. Listen, it won't be a problem because we shared some very sensitive, traumatic stuff. So don't worry, we, we, we would rather not recount that. <laughs> You wrote it down just the one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's God. like a diary and then burn it. <laughs> buy it. If you want to burn it, that's fine. At the end, that's fine. Just buy it first, just though. It first. <laughs> Do us a favor. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the process was, um, I think it was, um, I can't remember which author. I want to say playwright George Bernard Shaw said, um, you're bleeding on a page when you tell your story. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. you tell your story through characters you create. You tell your story through mm-hmm. using names to protect the innocent or the guilty. <laughs> Don't listen. You know, just, just a little bit. I do think sometimes, man, we came up with a word frenemies a couple years ago on an episode. And I, I don't know how it happened, but I had not heard um mm-hmm frenemies and like faux friends and a I mean in a while and we just started using it kind of regularly throughout that season and it didn't make it into the book. So I'm like <laughs> I almost want to go back and just slide it in in one of the chapters to make sure people know that we Shakespeare out here. You know, he made up gossip. We did something good too. And mm-hmm, so we, mm-hmm. we definitely have a lot of creative things. It's not it's going to, at least the process reminded me of the work that we had done on our episodes, but it also brought new work because you're hearing one voice at a time. And that to me was a really important part of writing. Uh, We often would share what was going on when we were writing our chapters, Mm -hmm. but it was rare that you would see 
a document with us inside the doc typing. You know, we didn't see each other's words Mm -hmm. coming onto the page as it happened. Whereas when we're recording together, we're hearing each other's words flow from mind to mouth Mm -hmm. as they go. And so the book is a special project. And for me, it was Mm -hmm. it was fascinating to see how much the voices of Truth's Table, no matter how distinct, um, you could still see that how they're interrelated. Um, so I was very pleased with the final offering, not to mention, you know, it actually happened. And on some levels, at least in my life, I was like, I'm going to get two good chapters. That's what, that's all I got. <laughs> chapters. We're going to ghostwrite the rest, you know, for a ghostwriter. Okay. And then that's what I had a plan. Um, (laughs) Confirm, determine, and swear by blood, sweat, tears, Mm -hmm. and survival of malice that uh, I did write every word by my lonesome. Just my Yes, God bless you. And I feel Mm -hmm. that it's a blessing that all of us are able to testify to that because it was many dangerous toils and snares. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. But I do think It was a whole Negro spiritual. Entirely. Entirely. Um, now I know why they only write four or five words. It's just sing them over and over. <laughs> you don't need 20,000. I am going through. Yeah. Period. Um, but it was a blessing to say it was all worth it. Mm. Uh, so yes. That's, that's my takeaway. Yes. Yes. Well, I will share mine. After go for it. Quick commercial break. So don't go nowhere. Stay right here at the table. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Em, do you know what's really important for the success of Black Books? Oh, I sure do. That pre-order action. That's we right. We want to make sure everybody knows that if you want to support Black publishers, Black books, Black authors, y'all come on out here and pre-order mm-hmm. this book. Yes, y'all. Pre-order Truth Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation at truthstable.com or wherever books are sold. Celebrate National Poetry Month with presidential inaugural poet Amanda Gorman. Amanda Gorman's poetry has been called a marvel by the New York Times, dynamic by NPR, and thought-provoking and lyrical by USA Today. The gift edition of her inaugural poem, The Hill We Climb, captures the energy of that momentous day. Her picture book, Change Sings empowers children to make change in their communities. Her collection of poetry, Call Us What We Carry, is a lyric of hope and healing, all debuting at number one on New York Times, USA Today, and Wall Street Journal's bestsellers lists. These books position Gorman as our messenger for the present and our voice for the future. Truth's Table listeners can purchase The Hill We Climb, Call Us What We Carry, and change things wherever books are sold. When it comes to racial injustice, it's time to move past talk and towards real, tangible, systemic change. That's why I co-authored Faithful Anti-Racism with Chad Brennan, the coordinator of the Race, Religion, and Justice Project. I bring to bear my experience and training as a psychologist, educator, and organizational consultant. This book is based on a combination of biblical principles, national research, interviews with leading experts, and experience working with Christians across the country. 
Our desire in writing Faithful Anti-Racism is to equip readers to move past talk and enter the fight against racism in both practical and hopeful ways. Get your copy today for 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word, at ivpress.com. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. And we are back here at the table talking about Truth Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation. This is the Behind the Book episode. We're doing a Behind the Book episode on ourselves, okay? Um, it's an inception type of thing. <laughs> yes, okay? that's what, that is what that's that what is. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'm up to just talk about, yes. um, yeah, what it meant to kind of share you know, portions of my story and my life and how I decided what to do with that. Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I struggled a bit there. I mean, I, I don't want to go too deep, but there was some stuff that I was kind of like, Ugh, I want to hold this back. I don't want to share this. Some of it is kind of still like some embarrassment over, you know, some of the um, mm. things that I've done in the past or did to myself um, in the past. I think some of it is just like, ooh. You know, uh, the the risk mm -hmm. of being vulnerable um, with literally the world. <laughs> so, um, and yes, we've been vulnerable at the table for how, uh, for how many years now at this point? Um, for six seasons over the course of five years, you know, um, over the over 150 episodes, we've been vulnerable. But there's a different level of vulnerability when you're writing. Um, and in some ways you, you're in control, but you're not really in control. If you're really just yielding, <laughs> uh, to the spirit on it, it's like, Oh, do I got to share that? Or, or yes. Okay. I'll share this, but I also don't want to implicate this person. Um, you know, so there's parts of my story where there's more to it. Like I could have talked a little bit more about my mother's impact on certain aspects of my life that may not, may, may not have been so flattering. And it was, and it wasn't, um, maybe even her own intention or her own fault, but it's just the product of um, the, the socialization and the, um, you know, uh, our backgrounds mm -hmm. and things that impacted and mapped onto me. But there's some things I decided to hold back um, because like Christina said, we, our stories are not just us, right? It's not just myself. There's, there's ways in which other people can be impacted or impugned um, maligned or maybe even overly praised, right? Because they're in connection with us and we don't know how um, the audience might take some of that, uh, some of that stuff. So there were, there were some real like serious discernment about what I was going to share, how I was going to share it. Um, I'd say that my most vulnerable, actually, no, they're all pretty vulnerable, but that the singleness one, baby, I went in. And, manifesto. and you know why I went in on that was actually, I think it was Michelle and Christina just telling me, cause I struggle with like being able to just write like free flowing. Like I will like edit my words. Like, oh. like, like the, the Kermit, the frog. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I, I, I struggle with mm -hmm. that. And so they're like, just, just write, you know, what comes up. Like that, actually what you're thinking, just say that, like, you know, say that out. Like if you're reluctant to write this, say I'm reluctant to write this chapter because <laughs> So, and it was actually really helpful because I'm writing in a different way than I normally do, like with my op-eds and other, and even my own solo book. And so um, it's, it's usually a little bit more, I don't know, 
technical, maybe more academic, but this one I'm doing much more like, okay, no, I'm talking to my home girl. Um, and, uh, so I wrote very liberally on there, like very freely thinking that it was going to be edited. I mean, it was edited, <laughs> it was edited, but thinking there's going to be cuts and that ain't what happened. I was like, wait a minute now. <laughs> so, well, when you when you had produced it at the end, you were like, I, you you felt like there was a need for the whole package to come forth. Right? I did. I mean, I did write my disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Like, now I know that this is really long and way over the world. <laughs> I know you're going to have to cut it. <laughs> and the irony is that I sent it to the editor, uh, to Ashley, on her wedding weekend. Actually, she was getting married. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not <laughs> sing on this manifesto. Mm. <laughs> it is a true. It is a true manifesto. It is the longest chapter in the book. Um, I just didn't think. I honestly did not think that she would keep the bulk of it. I really thought it was there was going to be parts that were going to be cut. So that's why I was like, all right, let me just go ahead. I'm already here. Let me go go all the way in. And then she didn't really cut like stuff. She just literally edited grammar and stuff. I was like, wait, what? All right. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, so much of our so much of our words also become an expression of our own, like our own struggles, our own hopes, our own joys. Yes. You know. Yes. And so I think there is a there is a place in which some of the like the cutting can feel like it's the cutting of a yes. of a person, yes. particularly if it's like a deep personal story. So you're like, if I mean, I'm not an editor, and nor would I ever be. <laughs> but shout out and God bless. Stretch your hands towards Ashley, our yes. editor. <laughs> Yes. 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 And we and, and we love we love her for real, for real. Um, and but yeah, I I think there's a sense in which um, there's a difference between like editing in order for people to understand what's happening, like the flow of the content and obviously grammar and all that kind of stuff. But we don't want to, you know, I, I I think she was wise to not want to edit the emotion yeah. away to edit the story, the pain, the the triumph. Um, and and I think that probably worked out in some intentional ways throughout different chapters that we submitted. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of cutting um, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Right. So, similar to our podcast. Similar to our podcast. I always tell people like, you know, we don't really do a lot of editing to the episodes. <laughs> I mean, I know people who have really well manicured podcasts. I mean, like if they stutter over a word or whatever, like they, they, at the end, they'll tell people like, you know, maybe let's change that question. I, I think I can only think of maybe two times in the history of of 150 episodes that we were like, uh, let's cut that back. (laughs) Like maybe maybe two times. Yeah. Very, very rare. Very, very rare. For for the good and the bad of whatever that means. (laughs) But like, you know, we, yeah, we, we tend to be like, you know, we need some place where we can, we can show up and speak. So what do y'all, what do y'all want people to, so two questions and maybe you can answer them in the same yeah. response and, and I'll go to you. So what do you want, who do you envision as the person with this book in their hands moving through the chapters and what do you want to walk, what do you want them to walk away with? What is the deposit um, that they would receive from hanging with us in written word for this book? I really think about, well, obviously black women, um, by Black women and for Black women. Um, so all of our sisters, femmes, ladies and fadies uh, who who would feel, mm-hmm. my hope is that they would feel like an intergenerational pull. Um, we're all in the same age range, but mm-hmm. our true desire obviously is to see our babies really impacted by, you know, stuff we've learned that they don't need to repeat. 
just read the book. You know, you don't have to learn. You just want chapter. You know, there's a divorce chapter. There's a marriage chapter Mm -hmm. as well as this chapter. Take them all in, if you will. Take them all in. Take them all in. Help. help! Let us help you. Help us. Let us. Help. That's right. <laughs> so my my truest desire, and this is what I pictured, especially as I was writing the um, more liberation kingdom chapter, is looking at the generations and how in the household of faith there's only one. And Jesus as a baby and Jesus as the ancient of days and Jesus as the word that gave us life and then became flesh. Um, those things are so beautiful to me that it is deeply impactful to think about black women mm. as truly one generation sharing across age groups. And so that's my hope is to see um, multiple generations of Black women absorb this book, love it, have different perspectives, and even converse about it. May They may disagree with some parts. They may not <laughs> like some of um, the phrasing that I use to talk about different folks in the community. <laughs> That's for the younger people. Um, but we can, we can truly love on and and then receive each other because we are so unwelcomed in so many places um, that you may close this book. I pray that Black women close this book feeling like they were not only invited, maybe a little read, um, but mostly received and that these three aspects, our three main headings showed them um, more of other Black women who live, love um, and liberate like them but also showed them more of themselves as creatures who were made by God to live, to love, and to be liberated. Amen. Amen. Yeah. What about y'all? I love that you said, um, you know, what, well, you said a lot, but uh, just talking about how you might not like some of what's mm-hmm. in there, you know, <laughs> I like that. Oh, for sure. Because actually, you know, uh, this is uh, probably more so in the book than even on the show you'll hear you know, like our, us from our different so, social locations, you'll hear us um, differently, I would say. And you'll hear our differences. Um, mm-hmm. and then, But you'll still hear the, I, I think, the, the unity, um, even when, even where we, even where there's convergence and um, divergence, you know, and that's, I guess we are under the convergent label. So I guess it's right and good <laughs> that we are there. That's another commercial. There you go. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Goodness, what do I? What would I want? I, and I love that you said the intergenerational um, pool because mm-hmm. it. Um, my hope is that the uh, the boomer generation, you know, of the Black Church would be able to um, read our words, you know, and still mm-hmm. see themselves in there, in in it, and see. Um, I hope a torch. Um, carrying, um, um, torch bearing that the torch that has been passed that we're by God's grace trying, you know, to, um, keep the torch from falling, you know, um, if you will, um, hold up the standard, um, if you will, when there's real temptations to not do that anymore. Uh, and so my hope is that, that, that there's something in there for everybody, right? So the generation above us that, you know, that would be, I guess, boomers and, um, I don't know if the silent generation is going to pick it up. I'm not sure about that, but maybe, maybe <laughs> we they, they might, 
Amen. You know? Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, from X to, you know, millennials to Gen Z, you know, who's coming up behind us. I just hope that there's something in there for them. I hope that they see seen. I hope they feel validated. I hope that the, um, the concerns that black women, the questions, the deep questions that they might be embarrassed to ask, you know, about, you know, does God love my black skin? Should I love my black skin? I hope that they're able to find the answers to those very, very critical, important questions in the book. Um, and so, yeah, my hope, my mm. hope is that really it would be a seminal uh, work and book that, um, that the black church in particular can pull on, but more broadly, the global church, um, you know, my, I mean, y'all know my heart in, um, is for evangelism and everything that I do. I'm a, I want you to get under the blood and come to faith in Jesus Christ, um, because I truly do believe uh, that he is the only way. And um, I just hope that, that there's a beautiful presentation of the gospel in the book, in the pages that makes you want um, that, to learn more about this Jesus. That's for people that are that don't know Jesus or or for those that are even in a backslidden state because we know God is married to the backslider. And so my hope is that mm. it would make you know, um, this gospel attractive, um, and that it would be able to course correct, you know, where it's been, where the gospel has been manipulated, uh, where it has been misrepresented, um, and where it has been weaponized. I hope that we're getting back to the core of what the gospel really is. And so that's my hope. My hope is that it truly is a blessing to our sisters at the table and the sisters that will come. Okay. So what about you, C? Well, I mean, like, who who exactly did you have in mind as you were writing, you know? And and what is it that you want uh, those people uh, to take away when they pick up this book at their local bookstore? Yeah. So you know what? I I really, really desperately needed to have a person in my mind, a people group in my mind, just because I, I that would help me to produce the type of writing that we had to get out, right? And I imagine myself with um, black women at my dining room table and black women at, you know, at conferences. I don't do a whole lot of women's conferences, but if I did, <laughs> invite us, please, y'all, by the way. Um, that That's what I imagine myself doing. I imagine myself uh, at like a Q&A um, after I had given a talk or someone who is contemplating marriage, asking me, like, you've been married, you've been married almost over, over 20 years. Like, tell me about what that means or, you know. What's going on in the church? Why is everybody so out of order? Like, what is like? How can we get this together? And so I wrote about disciplining the church, et cetera. But um, anyway, that was that's who I saw. I, I saw black women who had questions yeah. um, about real life application, and then um, you know I thought you know I want them to end our, their time journeying through these pages with us, and then have their own story, and then feel a sense of I have something to say too, because we know that we know y'all got something to say. <laughs> know y'all we know y'all saying things <laughs> and so we wanted the last chapter of the book not to actually be our voice but to be your voice we want black women to write their last the last chapter of this book and to contribute yeah. their own musings and so then I just visualized them passing that book in a COVID safe way on to other people yeah. on to you know to, to share their chapters with others I just imagined black women having brunch together in a you know post-COVID reality and and opening it up and sharing their musings with each other yeah. so I wanted it, our book the last chapter to not be the end mm -hmm. but the beginning of a story and inviting black women to continue sharing their stories. 
It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful um, just vision, you know, of the takeaway that we want uh, people to walk away with when they uh, read our book, Truth Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation. So y'all make sure you buy our book so that you um, can read and listen along as we unpack our chapters this season. So you'll definitely want to know what we talking about. So <laughs> grab the book, book, grab the book. <laughs> and of course, I want to take the time to thank my sisters for sitting at the table with us this week. Let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts about, we wrote a book. Uh, and tweet us your thoughts about our book. You can use the hashtag Truths Table. Uh, black women, y'all, we have a Black Women's Facebook Discipleship Group. So make sure that you follow Truths Table on Facebook and join our Facebook group today and invite, invite your friends too. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truths Table and email us your thoughts at info at truthstable.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Truths Table has a Patreon account so y'all can send your love offerings to patreon.com slash truth table or you can bless us at our PayPal, which is paypal.me slash truth table. Truth table is made possible in part by Pottery Studios. Visit pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment. Our producer for the show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York and our video editor is Daryl Bradford. And we have been your hosts at Kemeny. Michelle. And Christina. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Stable. Bye, y'all.